This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. The What Are You Reading podcast is brought to you by Belinda Audio. Hi everyone, Cheryl Argle here. This is our new podcast, What Are You Reading? Our followers know that we have our popular What Are You Reading Facebook Live every Thursday at 2pm. We decided to keep asking that question over the summer with this podcast and some amazing guests. So buckle up and let's talk about what we are reading. Rachel Johns, welcome back to Better Reading. Hi, Cheryl. Always good to be here. It really is. I mean, I guess uh, it's not even welcome back. It's just hi again because you're here and here and here. Aren't you? Yes, and I listen to all your podcasts, so I feel like I'm, you know, constantly talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We feel the same, actually. Uh, Rachel is a best-selling, award-winning author of books like The Patterson Girls, The Art of Keeping Secrets, The Greatest Gift, Just One Wish, Something to Talk About, Flying the Nest, How to Mend a Broken Heart, and her latest book, The Work Wives. She's a mainstay on all of Australia's annual favourite lists. Two of her books are on our Better Reading Top 100 list. But quite aside from all of that, Rachel is known as one of those authors who champions the work of others through her online book club. I love a lot about you, but that's the most thing I love about you. Oh, thank you. Well, Cheryl, we were just talking before about, you know, the fun of of getting together with friends and um, having a few champagnes. And I must admit, I love the book club because it gives me the opportunity to do that. But also the connection with readers is amazing and just being able to um, pretend it's work, you know, well, and and read new books that are coming out. I mean, it's it's not a hardship. It is not a hardship, isn't it? We're so lucky in the jobs that we do. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel lucky every day. And also, I read all the comments on our Facebook page, when, as you probably do on yours, when yeah. I get home at night, and it always makes me feel good. Yeah, so true. It, it is. There's a lot of negative things about social media, but there's also a lot of positives and the community that you can build with, you know, niche interests or readings like that and niche interests. But, yeah, it's just beautiful. I mean, through my online book club, and I'm sure it's the same with your better reading groups and, and just everything you do, people have met and become yes. friends in your life. And I just think that's so amazing and lovely. It is so amazing and lovely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I do think book people have a particular empathy. They're good readers. And, yes. you know, reading makes you empathetic. They live in the shoes of other people's lives, don't they? True. I want to get a T-shirt made, but maybe you guys can do it because you're much you know, <laughs> more onto that than me. It says book people are the best people. Do you know what? Can I have that idea? Yes. Book people are the best people. Okay. Wait and see. It will happen. So I better get started with asking you some questions. (laughs) What are you reading? Oh, I'm reading. (laughs) T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from T-shirts. I am reading uh, lots of things, actually. I'm a bit of a... um, I read multiple books at, at one time. And, and you're a voracious reader, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I think that's why I read multiple books at one time because there's so many books I want to read and I sort of stress and I just, yeah. So I'm currently reading on my Kindle, The Reading List by Sarah or Sarah Nisha Adams. It came out quite a few years ago. I don't know what sparked my interest or why I saw it, but it's a book about a library and a reading list that is found in a library and connects to 
you know, unlikely people, an elderly Indian widow uh, and a teenage girl who's reluctantly working at the library and through books they kind of bond and, and help each other heal through. And so it's a really beautiful book. I love reading books about books. Mm. So that's on my that's Kindle beautiful. at the moment. Yeah, and I'm also listening because I do love an audio book when I'm cleaning or yesterday I had to get the train to Perth and, you know, it's nice to be able to listen. And so I'm reading a book called The Most Likely Club. Oh, I've forgotten who wrote it, but it's Elise Friedman or something like that. But it's, Okay, we'll have yeah, that in the notes. Anyway, yeah, it's about um, three or four high school friends who are coming up to their 25th year reunion and it's very much the, the age that I am and just about all the dreams and things that they had and all their ambitions and then now they're looking back and going, well, <laughs> what happened instead. So I've only started that, but that's pretty fun. And I'm also in print reading Us Against Them by Friedrich Backman, who's one of my favourite authors, and I'm a bit behind on his Beartown series, but the winners just came out, and I just love everything he writes. He's amazing. Well, there are three books that we've got to look out for because I don't know any of those. So that's, yes, great recommendations for me. So we're going to ask you um, what's your favourite book, um, which is a very difficult (sighs) question, but you can have more than one. Okay, good, because that is a super difficult question. But I think I'm going to go with The Paper Palace um, by Miranda Cowley-Heller. I don't know, have you had her on the No, we haven't. You should try and get her on. She's an amazing author, debut author, I think in her 60s or late 50s, um, but she's worked with HBO um, in the story sort of department for, for many, many years, and it's just the most amazing book. It's told, told over 50 years but also over 24 hours, and it's I love a book with a moral dilemma at the core, and this is about this woman who she's had a very fascinating life. Um, a lot of things have gone wrong and a lot of things have gone well, um, but it starts with her having sex with her um the sort of her childhood friend outside while her husband and kids and mum are inside you know watching tv or whatever and she loves her husband he's a very lovely guy that had a great relationship she you know and and so it goes back to just, you know what brought her to this point and it's just so well written so well structured and just really gripping I think you either love it or hate it though it's been one of those books that's quite um you know people have very strong feelings about it but I loved it um and then my all-time favorite would probably be Bridget Jones Diary by Helen Fielding which I reread recently after you know I only read it once 20 or so years ago and I think the movie has taken place in my head which I think must possibly happen a lot with when books go to movies and so I'd forgotten I hadn't remembered exactly how I thought it was if that makes sense so yeah and how good it was yeah yeah and um I just the reason I love that book though is because it's such a a book that is quite simple it's about you know a woman who just wants a few things to go better for in her life, you know. She'd like a better job. She wouldn't mind a man. She'd like her parents to get their act together as well, you know, and, her, and she wants her good friends and stuff. And, and it's just so relatable. And it was a book that made me realise I can write a book that is fun and easy go, like easy to read and that keeps people turn the pages late into the night but also can connect to people and have meaning rather than what I thought I should be writing at the time, which was, you know, more serious literary fiction because I was doing a uni degree in that area, yet that wasn't really me. You know, all reading is valid, all fiction is valid, but that really made me go, you know, I can write a book, that the kind of books that I want to write. I think all stories are valid. 
Totally. It's just about story. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So where do you read, yeah. Rachel? Everywhere. You can probably you can I probably know you like it. chocolate. I do like chocolate, but I'm actually as my in my older age, I'm getting more of a savory, you know, and I don't oh. have chocolate all the time like I used mm. to. Are so, you a chips person then? Uh no more cheese and crackers and dips. Oh, oh posh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, getting a bit posh. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, I try not to eat too much of it, but I can say no to chocolate now, whereas years ago, you know, I'd have a bit of chocolate every day. But yeah, where do I read and how? Well, I read on my Kindle a little bit. I'm reading more and more on my Kindle because I know this is Zoom, not YouTube, but behind me, I have a massive bookshelf, but also on the other side of my office, I have another massive bookshelf. My house is overflowing with books on my desk and stuff, but the only reason I'm, I still do love reading in print and I buy print books, but my husband also gets up very early in the morning, so I love being able to read on my Kindle in bed because I have to read every night in bed. I also listen to audio, as I said, when I'm cleaning the house, when I'm walking or driving long distances. So I, that's, that's probably the most, but I'll also sneak a book. I mean, I think any book people, as we said, book people are best people, always have some reading material somehow on them. So, you know, if I'm waiting in a queue or, you know, I'll sneak in some reading time. If I'm picking kids up from school, I always go a little bit earlier so I can A, get a good parking spot, but B, so I can have some sneaky reading time. So, yeah, I read anywhere and everywhere, really. (laughs) I think we all do. One of my favourites is when I've had people around for dinner because I never wash up the night of. It's just too much. I can't face it. Put all the food away. Yeah, put all the food away. Uh, And then I wake up in the morning and I think, oh, that's a book. Yeah. Looking at the dishes. I don't see dishes. I see that I'm going to listen yes. to something. Yeah, I feel the same. Like I'm not hugely a domestic goddess and really begrudge, you know, the time that housework takes us away from yes. more pleasurable things that we could be doing. And now that I have my AirPods and an audiobook, I actually don't like when I hate on everyone and don't want to punch someone while I'm doing it. You know, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll hold the washing for a bit or I'll vacuum. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Into my book. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can turn it into a positive. So what are you looking forward to next year? Anything on the list? So many things, but I think um, one of the, I'm going to say Australian one, which is um, the Hemsworth Effect by, is it James Weir? Sounds super fun, but also, um, I'm looking forward to one of my favourite authors is Curtis Sittenfeld and I saw, stumbled across the other day that she has a book called Romantic Comedy coming out next year and, yeah, I just am super excited to, I think she's just such a smart, clever, funny writer and whatever she writes and she's done sort of quite different books. My favourite of hers is Eligible by by her, (laughs) obviously, but it's a modern-day Pride and Prejudice which is just hilarious and so well-written and so I think when I read up, I should have done some more research, but I just immediately said, yes, this is the book I'm having, a romantic comedy. But I think it's kind of about a woman who's writing romantic comedies, if I remember. Anyway, I know it'll be amazing. So that's yeah. coming out I think, early next year. Yeah. All right. Is that it on your list? I think so. All right. Well, that's it from us. Um, have uh, a wonderful Christmas, wonderful holiday season. Do writers take some time off in January? Uh, you'd have to, every writer would tell you something different. I have always, I've tried to and often failed to, but I've had a lot of time off. Although I've been promoting and touring and stuff, I have had a lot of time off from writing. I haven't really written anything since beginning of October. Um, So I'm actually itching to get back in and I'm planning on writing a lot in January. Okay. Well, you have fun with it, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you so much. You are so beloved by all our readers. So it'll be a real, real treat them hearing uh, what your favourite books are. Thank Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to give us a review. And if you love discussing books, check out our What Are You Reading merch, T-shirts, tote bags and more. Find us on the Better Reading website. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.